Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the debut grand opening of Mad Villain Bistro Bed and Breakfast Bar Grill Cafe Lounge on the Wall. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Terry Talks Podcast. If you are listening to this now, hopefully you have already heard part one of our album bracket. Uh, we are just going to jump right back into it where we left off last week slash five minutes ago for us recording this. Not even like 30 seconds ago. But yeah, I would highly recommend you check out that previous episode. I'm joined by Evan, uh, Ryan, of course, Connor and Lucas of You Have to Hear This slash Beach Tower fame. And we are trying to decide the best album of the 2010s based on the teams we drafted in a previous episode that never saw the light of day. Our next matchup is going to be our fifth seed, which is uh, Congratulations by MGMT off of Lucas's team. And This Is Happening by LCD Sound System off of Ryan's team. Lucas, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your album for this first matchup of this episode? Um, Congratulations is the sophomore album by uh, Electronic um, Duet maybe just one person mgmt this album is very cool uh it's very experimental um kind of more rock than electronic i i some people f- like file it as an electronic album i would say it's more like indie rock i love how like fast pace it is i don't know it kind of almost like feels like you're like surfing like a wave like the the creature on the album cover I just, I love it. I think it's so tonally consistent and it constantly keeps you on your toes with like the weird turns that the songs take. And it closes with uh, just something that completely contrasts all of it, uh, an acoustic ballad called Congratulations, uh, which in context of uh, what the band was going through at the time and in the context of the album is extremely sad. (laughs) Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Because I only heard this album for the first time today, and I didn't I didn't pick up on that. So it's their second album. They came out with their first one, Oracular Spectacular, which um has like songs that most people probably know. Um, like everyone's heard "Kids" or "Electric Feel" at some point. So they made that album, and it's very poppy. Uh, the songs got really popular, but it wasn't really like the music they wanted to make. They were kind of trying to like sell out. <laughs> Uh, with making some of the songs on their first album. So, like, mm. when uh, the, the refrain on the last track of Congratulations is all I need is a great big congratulations, uh, that's talking about, like, or this whole album is has that motive, but it's like what it's like having your album blow up when it's, like, not truly the art you want to make. Or, you know, that's my interpretation of it anyways. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting to like to draw a through line between these two albums is uh Ryan, you could talk about this is happening from L C D sound system a bit because they have um the song You Wanted a Hit off of that and that sounds like kind of similar themes that they were going for. Yeah, I mean it's it's f- funny that these two are pitted against one another because James Murphy uh in L C D sound system started his career by basically impersonating every pretentious asshole that works at a record store <laughs> on uh uh losing my edge 
and this music nerd, funny, sarcastic, self-deprecating attitude has persisted throughout the entirety of LCD Sound System's career. Uh, mm-hmm. You wanted a hit as a great example where he's basically telling off his record label where he's like, you wanted a hit, but we don't do hits. And he carved this niche corner of music fandom that really just, I love his lyricism. I love how long and expansive his songs can be. Similar to the Kevin Parker and Frank Ocean thing, he seems very meticulous. He seems like he just works on one Mm -hmm. sound for hours and he just keeps doing that and he just keeps turning knobs on his Moog synth or keeps plugging in different amps and bass guitars to figure out which tone he wants. And it's really fascinating, the final product of his labor. And I I truly love this album. I like Congratulations a lot, too. Like Siberian Breaks and the title track and Brian Eno uh, reveal a depth of musicianship and a depth of writing that, while they're in Oracular Spectacular, is more consistent, perhaps, on Congratulations. But, yeah, for me, it's just This Is Happening is definitely top top five ten favorite albums of the decade both of these albums are similar in that they are not my favorite albums from both groups i love little dark age by mgmt and i really enjoy sounds of silver from the uh lcd sound system so it's just an interesting dynamic right there i don't i never even like perceived comparing these two until like this is like sitting in front of me like i just never thought it would like be a thing that i would need to do so it's kind of tough i think i'm just going to rely on like the music taste that i prefer more and that's going to be this is happening dance yourself dance yourself clean is i think one of the like the most notable song on this album i would say it's a perfect song it's so good um yeah i might i might just go with this is happening i do really enjoy the title track for congratulations and ryan ryan conveniently chose all the songs that i would mention for congratulations because i i do enjoy all those brian eno is a great song yeah uh, but I'm, i i really like this happening i love his vocal delivery on that brian eno is so much fun it's just unadulterated hero worship right that's very funny <laughs> Like, in the context of the album. I wrote down in my notes for congratulations that the album as as a whole sounds like Spongebob music, <laughs> except for the song Brian Eno, which sounds like Scooby-Doo music. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's, That's pretty true. perfect. I'm a huge MGMT fan, and I would pick um, Congratulations. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. No, I don't know. I I think I think um this is happening. <laughs> I think this is happening is really really good. I just uh I like the places that MGMT goes more in this album. I feel like I don't know if they necessarily have like more to say, but I think what they do say uh feels really uh important to me listening to Congratulations. And Ryan and Lucas, can I assume you guys are voting for your albums? Yes. I'm going congratulations, baby. It's by a long shot. Oh, man. It comes down to me, which I I 
feel bad about because I do really like MGMT, but to be honest, I did not like Congratulations that much as an oh. album. Um, I really, I did really like the title track, and then also um, I Found a Whistle were the two songs that like clicked with me the most, but as a whole, it just uh, wasn't really for me, whereas This Is Happening, I've listened to LCD Sound System before, but I think This Is Happening might be my favorite that I've heard from them. Um, I'd have to go back and re-listen to everything, but... It's just like this perfect mix of like talking heads and car seat headrest, I feel like. Yeah, it's perfect for me. So these were both new albums to me, and I'm grateful I got to listen to both, but uh, my vote is definitely with This Is Happening. Also, I think that he's like, he, James Murphy's no stranger to allowing himself to be personal, but songs like Home and uh, Somebody's Calling, just, just it do it does feel like he's, mining some stuff or i can change Ugh, this sounds perfect all i want of the new albums that i had to listen to for this draft i think that one might be my favorite hell yeah well it only gets harder as we go on because next is our 13th seed blonde by frank ocean and our fourth seed plastic beach connor plastic beach was your first pick yeah also, a little bit this matchup is fucked up i'll say i'll say this that is really to start you're making him choose between his boys. Uh, you're making me choose between <laughs> my my some of the albums that like really have connected with me a lot. Like out of all all the music I've listened to, I mean these the both of these are fucking immaculate. I think, but Plastic Beach, yeah. Um, it's by Gorillaz, uh, a cartoon band. Not real. Nothing they make is real. It's all fake. Uh, this is their third studio album. If you don't count like uh, G sides and D sides and all that, all that fun stuff, uh, it's the third album. It it is just uh, to me. It, 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 I I'll I'll start off by saying it's probably my favorite album of all time. I really I I love this album wow. and Gorillas. This album is just a ride through like a very specific environment that they kind of described to you right off the bat with the cover art and just like Snoop Dogg in the uh the second song uh the it this whole album very much feels like it's made out of plastic and it's it's not uh it's not organic it's very it's all synthesized and uh even when there is like you know obviously very real instruments like uh the National Orchestra that comes in on white flag um it, it's it's immediately cut down by this like very weird synth rap beat it just just everything about this it, it, it's an incredibly beautiful project um every song is like great in my opinion i i there it's amazing and that's 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 why i picked it this is a matchup where if either of these won at all i think i would I would be satisfied, honestly. Yeah. Like, I've already gushed about Blonde in the previous episode, but just to <laughs> gush about uh, Plastic Beach, like, Rhinestone Eyes to Empire Ants. So, Rhinestone Eyes, Stylo, Superfast Jellyfish, and then Empire Yo, Ants. crazy. That is, like, one of the best runs of songs ever. <laughs> like, all of those songs are so good. And the whole album's amazing. Um, you have On, Mol- On Melancholy Hill later. The title track, Plastic Beach, of course. 
this is without a doubt my favorite gorillas album um i just did a, a top stir top 40 and the, both blonde and this are in my top like 15 i'm pretty sure my guy this is really really hard for me i think one thing that makes this really hard for me as well is like i th- i consider blonde a pretty perfect album but if someone said like what do you want your music to sound like to me mm. i melancholy hill stylo rhinestone eyes empire ants they'd be some of those songs would be at the top of that list i love this album like a lot and i probably don't return to it as often but when i think of like uh, off of uh these are truly our last days, Evan and I's album. Like, I think Defcon was pretty heavily inspired by Stylo looking back on it. Mm-hmm. And so, and I can't really say anything like that for Frank Ocean. So it's really hard trying to decide which one I see as like more of a model artistically versus which one I would feel more comfortable saying is a better album. Mm hmm. For these two albums, I I would say I have basically the same amount of like interaction with them in terms of like how much I've listened to them and how much I come back to it. I would say it's around the same amount. I do agree with Ryan in that in terms of like being a musician and listening to Plastic Beach, I I am definitely way more influenced from it, but I don't know if I don't know how much that pertains to this bracket, but for Empire Ants, that song, in many different ways, is an incredible influence on the music I make personally. Um, it leave it it left a big imprint on me, more musically, and then Blonde was more emotionally. I guess I I'm still trying to decide here between between which one I uh which one I want to pick. I definitely know which one I'm gonna pick. That that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. Wow. Is it not challenging for you? No, not really. I'm sorry, Connor. Well, I th- it sounded like you're the only one that's confident, so maybe we'll start with you and we can work backwards. Oh, I- I- I'm going blonde. Okay. Connor? Uh, I mean, a- as difficult as it is, I'm trying to think of what... At- like. When comparing these two and saying, like, which one would I pick, it, like, has to go down to, like, if I had to live without one of these albums, which which would I pick to go? And I I don't think I, I, my, I feel like my musical taste has impacted my life, and so if we cut out the, the middleman of musical taste, I think Plastic Beach has changed my life. So I'm going with that man this is i like feel somber <laughs> with this vote this is without a doubt the most challenging one i thought rtj2 was someone good has to city. die right now yeah <laughs> and you have one to of choose. the best albums of the decade has to go right now so you're pointing a gun <laughs> i don't know gorillas they, they have so much amazing stuff out there and blonde might honestly be the last album we ever get from frank ocean and if that's the case, what a fucking send off. Like, like I said, blonde, it could go all the way and I would be more than happy. Same with plastic beach, but just for like emotional impact it has on me, I'm going to go with blonde. 
I'm also gonna go with blonde. Damn. Damn. Like as much as I love Plastic Beach, I I know I'll never hear an album quite like Blonde again. Yeah. I think I was gonna go with Blonde. Damn. Oh, yeah. That's so tough. It's so hard because the four one makes it look like one of the albums isn't good, but I think like we would all agree this was the hardest. Well, maybe not Lucas. <laughs> we would all agree yeah. this is the hardest. Uh, hardest vote so far your baby my little baby my sweet little baby i'm so sorry i do feel bad (laughs) (laughs) don't feel bad i don't give a shit i mean i give a shit but you know what i mean well maybe i feel bad because i'm about to destroy you again (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't do we need to talk through this one do we not need to well we haven't talked about to pimp a butterfly yet so let's (laughs) talk about that a little bit okay um this is my first seed, 2015, Kendrick Lamar. If I was only allowed to pick one album, it would be this. And as the resident normie on this podcast filled with musicians, <laughs> I feel a little self-conscious about that. Don't. Yeah, don't. It's a perfect album. It is a perfect album. It's a perfect story. Each song is like perfect in its own way. Every performance he's done um related to this album he being kendrick lamar is perfect like similar to connor talking about plastic beach like to pimp a butterfly is probably my favorite album of all time and if it's not that it's might be good good kid mad city i would love to see this go all the way but there are a handful of albums in in our list of 20 that i would love to see go all the way so one thing i love about to pimp a butterfly is that given like every three months I'll I'll find a new favorite song. I think I think that first sa- uh the first sale interlude has like remained like my my genuine like favorite song on the album. <laughs> yeah. Like when like like one hundred percent. That song fucking rips. It's so. But good. like, sometimes I'll just I'll just get into like cravings for King Kunta or like All Right, and I'll I'll listen I'll I'll beat him to death, you know like I'll I'll listen to him over and over and over again. First sale is still up there though. King Kunta, Wesley's Theory for Free, I You. These Walls was my summer was my summer pick. These Walls. Oh. To the genius of this album, you look at a song like King Kunta and like that is absolutely like a hit in terms of like mass appreciation, but then you look in the context of the album and what he's doing with like the oxymoron of King and Kunta, where it's like King, he's the king of the streets, but Kunta, he's a slave, Kunta Kinte. And it's like at this point in the narrative, he is, he thinks he's all that, but he's actually a slave to his vices, his urges to follow the mm-hmm. <laughs> callings of the devil, basically. His, um, he's a slave to Uncle Sam. Also, the music industry. Yeah, and the music industry. It's just like it's working on so many layers, and m- this is the album I've like done the more most research into those those layers. Yeah. So maybe I'd find those with other albums, but like I just I can't think of anything that compares. Well, Connor, you had "Awaken My Love," so oh, I'm picking "To Pimp a Butterfly." I mean, like "Awaken <laughs> My Love" is fucking great, but also like "To Pimp a Butterfly" is just like a a, a really 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 good record. As, as much as I gassed up Awaken My Love because I think it is phenomenal, I think To Pimp a Butterfly just, like, has so much more to chew on. And, like, yeah, j- even just the instrumentals, they go so deep. You can find 
so many little details and like intricacies and everything he's saying is like it's 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 such a fucking smart album like every every lyric is so um it's so deliberate and like it yeah, just mm-hmm. it just crafts this this perfect story and i mean i understand what you mean when you say the normie pick but goddamn this album is just like really really good <laughs> wesley's theory another all-time favorite that's a that's a desert island track that song fucking rocks yeah i also i love how ex- like experimental and wild awaken my love is but yeah i think my mind is pretty much made up already on what this is i think everyone's is you want just someone want to count does someone want to count down and we'll just all say our pick at the same time <laughs> sure sure all right three two one the click two by three. ajr <laughs> No one else clicked. We both stopped. We both stopped. Evan and I both started and then stopped when he said the click. You're going to jail now. (laughs) Connor and Lucas just didn't even. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a a five way. We all everybody knows. Yeah, everyone knows. So HAR the click, uh, won that round. (laughs) Actually, won the whole draft. Good night. Yeah. So now we're gonna move on to living room versus neo theater. (laughs) yeah so tpab won tpab won five votes unanimous our second unanimous vote i believe and next we're looking at our sixth sixth seed worry by jeff rosenstock uh from 2016 off lucas's team and our 11th seed (laughs) this old dog by mac by mac demarco from evan's team uh lucas why don't you tell us a little bit about worry worry is amazing i've I've listened to this album. I I had All right, so the back half of this album is like filled with like 1 minute songs that all go into each other. Over this past summer, I just listened to that as like one song like so many times. My 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 scrabbles for it are off the charts. <laughs> I love this album. I love uh, the the politically charged lyrics. I love the just constant energy. And uh, yeah, the constant themes of worry and panic about the future. Uh, also, there's Ska, so, you know, it's an instant 10. Evan, tell us a little bit about This Old Dog. Okay, so This Old Dog is my favorite album from Mac DeMarco. I think it's his third, um, it's his third like full LP. He had an EP in the middle somewhere around there. It is much more laid back and very clean. It was his first album uh, in L.A. He moved from from Queens to L.A. and made this very uh, self-reflective piece of music that I adore deeply. Um, It is full of acoustic guitars and drum machines from the 70s, if you're into that. There's also a lot of synth work, too, so it's right up my alley. This is one of my favorite albums ever. It's very uh, relaxed. There's songs such as um, Sister, which is like, that song's like the most laid back. There's Watching Him Fade Away. Also very emotional. Uh, it's, it's, it's about his father and basically the, the role that he played in his life uh, growing up as a child. Hence the name This Old Dog. 
there's just the lyric that I want to say from the one of the songs called The Dreams from Yesterday that I really enjoyed. And it is uh, <laughs> once a life has got it set up, a closer look reveals just how empty you can feel. Once a dream is finally put to bed, a rest up sleepy head might as well be dead. That's all I, I just wanted to share that with the class. <laughs> um, I really enjoy this album. Yeah, Thank you, Evan. It's like show and tell for me. <laughs> so plastic beach felt. It's funny how we like all love these albums in a way, but we're like kind of defending yeah. them to each other. <laughs> I've never been a, a huge like punk guy. I, I it's just like never something that was around me. I was I didn't grow up with it, um, so it was never really in my radar. Um, but like I recently start, I, I listened to a little bit of this album. Like I listened to that back half with Lucas, and then. I I listened to it like once over the summer with a friend and I've I've heard it a couple times and it's like fucking great. Like it really uh not like it doesn't like make me rethink the genre cuz I didn't have any like really solid thoughts or opinions on it, but it really made me appreciate it for the first time, I think. It's a great great album. That being said, I also really like this Magna Marco album. I've listened to that a lot. That was like uh, something I really started getting into when I got to college. It was when I met Evan. He was like, "Yo, you ever heard this old dog?" And I was like, "No. Let me let me let me throw that on." And I have like really really connected with this album. Uh, I think I I like back to back. Every song is just like so tight. He doesn't miss. <laughs> he does not miss on on the on the music. Yeah, he doesn't and, miss. Uh, also, wait, one thing I want to, like, say as well, like, he, like, recorded, like, everything for it. That's the thing. He's also, like, insane, insanely talented. Would you say it's one guy? It is one guy. Guys, oh we did God. it. I can't believe it. Vote yeah, for Mac. Uh, I, will, I will say I'm still thinking about my pick, honestly, because I think these are actually, like, very, in my, in my head, like, comparable in terms of like like what I would maybe rate them, and I I think they're both very good. I like this old dog a lot. I I like Mild Man, and the title track, uh, Moonlight on the River is such a personal song, and and also watching him fade away. Uh, I think it's the most personal Mac had been up until that point. It really shows like a maturity in songwriting, and also. Like songs like Baby You're Out and Wolf Who Wears Sheep's Clothes and One Another. They're just such good tunes, especially the Colbert performance of One Another. It's just a blast. He's playing with the full house band and and they're all wearing suits and he's in this like t-shirt and grape jeans and uh, has a cigarette in his mouth, you know, like he's just Mac. But also, I I just listened to Worry today, and I really liked it. I liked it a lot. And when I saw you send the thing, I was like, oh, I haven't heard Worry yet, but uh, I just like this whole dog enough. I'll probably go with that. And then now I, th- I'm leaning towards Worry. Wow. Like, it was just that song. Again, it's just rapid fire, great tune, great hook, great tune, great hook. Uh, the lyrics are on like the fuzz and the opening track are really 
thoughtful, but also just a lot of mm-hmm. fun. And yeah, I just had a great time listening to it. Well, I suppose I could kick off the voting because it sounds like you guys are all kind of conflicted. Whereas for me, um, just personally, uh, punk isn't really my genre and Mac DeMarco isn't really my artist. So um, I did like This Old Dog. Um, it's probably my favorite Mac album I've heard. I think I've heard uh, Salad Days and then his most recent one, the Cowboy one. Here Comes the Cowboy. That That one's a little... That one's an outlier in his discography, but it's still uh, good for its own reasons. It's an outlier because it's the best. It's the best one ever made. It's the best one ever made. It's um, the best album ever made. And I did like I did like the overall theme of the, this old dog, so I think for those reasons, I'm gonna go with this old dog. Um, but again, uh, wow, I don't have much of a hat in this ring. I'm sorry, Lucas. <laughs> you didn't like worry. I I didn't, to be honest. It just felt a little on on the nose to me, um, in its ways. And Ryan knows that I'm not like a post '90s punk person. No. You like the Clash? Oh, weren't they before the '90s? Yeah, they were. I'm just saying, I can't think of any other punk band. Oh, I guess you like the Ramones. <laughs> well, oh yeah, I, I'm thinking like Weezer, like Blink 182. Oh, okay, all right. Those are not punk bands. Oh well, that's who Worry sounded like to me. I could see the resemblance. For I see the, the songs. I see the Weezer comparison. What are they if not punk? Garage. You rock. see the Weezer comparison to Worry? Yeah, more than I do <laughs> Blink One Eight Two. Listen, this is. I didn't even want to go into this because I'm like so out of my realm right now. <laughs> this is blasphemy. <laughs> people, people, what is going on? Like people will call I'm like so I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying I have people have made fun of me uh since I've come to college because apparently apparently my definition of emo has just been wrong and no one's bothered to correct it up until this point. So yeah, you say, say your say favorite emo, like emo album is brand new. Or Yeah, cuz it's a good <laughs> album, but I can't like it anymore because the guy's a pedophile. That's not very poggers. So that really puts a okay, damper on that. We we got we got to yeah. be voting. So I'm voting for this old dog. Ryan, what are you voting for? I'm voting for Worry. Evan? This old dog. Lucas? I'm going with Worry. So it's up to Connor. Uh, <sighs> Say the right thing, Connor. Okay, I will. I got to go with this old dog. Yeah. He's going to shoot me with the rubber band. <laughs> no, stop. No, no, stop. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I just like that album more. Rubber bands are coming out. It's getting lethal. It's past Connor's bedtime. Stop. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ryan's. No. Stop. Stop it. Stop. What is I'm happening? I'm going to keep screaming into the mic. Well, I don't want I, you to shoot rubber bands at me. I think after this next bracket, I think this one might be a bit, might take a bit. But then after this one, we can speed through them because we already explained the albums and why we like them and everything. Yeah. So we have we have two more that contain albums we haven't talked about. Um, and then I, I kind of want to do just rapid fire until we get to the final two. Stop! And then we'll talk about the final two for a little bit. And then we'll decide, okay, what is happening? <laughs> you keep shooting rubber bands at me and my instinct is to scream. Once. No, that's not true. <laughs> Stop it. You lie. Put it down, you, you, you fucking ass. This is turning into a you have to hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Our next pairing is Ex-Military by Death Grips, the seventh seed from Connor's team. And the beautiful game by Wolfpack from Evans' team. 
Uh, Connor, let's start with you. This is the last album from your team you still have the mix. So fight for your life on this one. <laughs> okay. Imagine you're sitting in your room and the lights are off. And then imagine you get pulled into hell, but hell is a computer and you're getting punched in the stomach over and over again. That's what ex-military sounds like to me. I think it's fucking like off the walls. I think it's like, I, I would say it's pretty experimental for its time. I don't know. I, f- I feel like that's a fair thing to say. I think like, No, I think it's experimental. From Beware to Guillotine, back to like Spread Eagle Cross the Block, then into like Lord of the Game and fucking Tack. Like, it's just nuts all the way through. This album's fucking crazy, and it's like... You know, I don't know. You could say it's kind of simple. Like, uh, there's not like that much going on, but there's a lot of attention to detail in what in their production, and like fucking rides vocals and lyrics are insane zach hill's drums are insane flatlander just is a fucking insane producer i just love this album and evan back to you for this beautiful game or the beautiful game okay so do you just want to listen to like in your face funk that sounds like it's from 1972 but it's also like the production is really good (laughs) This is the album for you, The Beautiful Game by Wolfpack. It has Jack Stratton in it, Joe Dart, uh, Theo Vaughn, which are all people that you would not know if you didn't listen to Wolfpack, but they are very good musicians, and they made... Theo Vaughn? Theo Vaughn's an animal spirits, right? Theo Katzman? Who's Theo Vaughn? Theo Vaughn is the podcaster, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's, he's you forgot about Corey Wong <laughs> wait I'm sorry I completely mixed up the wrong person Theo Vong <laughs> Corey Bong I'm sorry okay wait should I reset I I feel bad no, no this is funny okay, okay 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 yeah alright but they ha- there's really good songs on this album Animal Spirits is really good um Conscious Club is my personal favorite. The closer Corey Wong switches to like a live take in the middle of it. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, these these are some tight tight boys. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. Are you are you sure about? That? Yeah. Ryan, why don't you give us your vote and maybe we can talk a bit about these albums. Uh, I might be loose, but these boys are tight. <laughs> these boys are tight, but they may be making me loose. <laughs> What are you uh, saying? I like X Military a lot. That's kind of sus. I, I think I prefer the Money Store. Uh, Wolfpack have, they've just been a nice warm hug, for the past uh six seven months of my life. I got absolutely obsessed with them. They're some of the best musicians working right now. I gotten super into their solo careers, especially Corey Wong. I love this band so much. Animal Spirits is a perfect track. Conscious Club's a perfect track. Corey Wong's a perfect track. The entire MSG show is the be- one of the best live shows ever. I'm giving this to Wolfpack. Yeah, I mean, I just want to echo everything that's already been said. All the songs off the beautiful game are amazing. I love Wolfpack uh, so much, and I can't wait to see them live. I'm going with X Military by Death Grips. <gasps> Let's go. <laughs> Oh, 
I gotta go with ex-military. Um, I yeah. I like it. It um, I'm I'm it, so betrayed. It goes. It goes <laughs> and I, I can't. I, like I can't believe you. I can't believe you, Clayton. Ryan, I love the beautiful game so much, but listen, listening to ex-military today, ooh, I think I needed to be punched in the stomach. Maybe that's what it is. Don't you want to like hot after being punched in the stomach? You get a nice cup of hot cocoa from Wolfpack, and they're like, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, but everything's not gonna be okay. <laughs> Miami's oh, gonna can... be underwater in fifty years, no matter what we do. Think about that. But they can, <laughs> but they can lie to you. They got some good tunes. This is true. I make it sound like I don't like Wolfpack. This was a hard vote for me. I love Wolfpack. Subatomic penetration, rapid fire through your skull. That was a good Death Grips impersonation. Thanks. I actually don't know what I'm going with. Let me. I gotta think about that for like five seconds. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, they're they're oh. pretty close. I fucking love the beautiful game. I mean, as much as I love ex military, like the beautiful game is I- impeccable. I think as just like a fucking just really good funk album. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just it's like, oh, man, I don't know. It's just great. If I had to pick between the two. Probably I would go with Ex Military. I I love that album. It's been a part of my life for a a long time, and I mm. think it's very good. In <laughs> fact, I think I, maybe a hot take. I feel like, well, actually, never mind. I'll save that hot take for another time. Let's put that on the back. <laughs> I'm very sorry, Ryan. Ryan angry. Man, are you going to be more upset after the end of this next bracket? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go sicko mode. <laughs> next, we have 21 by Adele, the final album on Lucas's team in the 15th seed versus Ryan's first pick, Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is both Ryan and Lucas. For both of you, this is like one of your favorite albums of all time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. <laughs> this is, this is, what's the opposite of tough? <laughs> soft. <laughs> this is soft. This is a soft pick for me. Uh, Twin Fantasy is the, oh my God, what album is this? Uh, 11th album by Carsey Addressed? Um, I think maybe. Yeah, it's, it's a remake of an album he made in 2011. He updated it, re-recorded it. it originally, it was recorded by himself in his dorm room, and then he got a full band, and it was released through a record label. And it's about a relationship we had with someone in college, and it is an emotional roller coaster. It's ten tracks, but it's like an hour and sixteen minutes long. Uh, songs like "Beach Life and Death," "My Boy," "Famous Prophets," uh, "Twin Fantasy." Nervous Young and Humans, Bodies, Cute Thing. This thing is just sober to death. This thing is filled with so many amazing songs back to back and such a personal experience. And just the fact, like, being a fan of Carsey Headrest and then they re- and knowing this trilogy of albums and knowing Will Toledo's songwriting style and musical style and then they drop a remake of it is the most satisfied a fan can ever be in an artist and i think that 
I, I talk about I've talked about this before where it's like the idea of death of the cons death of the author in the 21st century is sort of meaningless because we're so acutely aware of through social media and through the internet and at and like live performance and whatever we're so in tune with the artist that you have to sort of if not like the artist personally then at least like their persona like the celebrityism of the artist to fully develop fully envelop yourself in the music and i think that's extremely true for twin fantasy the entire last half of nervous young and humans is basically just him discussing his like thoughts on the album uh, thoughts on that song after remaking it and it's just it's so good it's perfect it's a perfect album lucas where are you at with this because I know you love Twin Fantasy, but 21 is off your team. It's got to be Twin Fantasy. Yeah, no, no, no shot. Especially with how much, like, Will Toledo illustrated the rise of, like, home and bedroom recording with, you know, recording the album in 2011 and then coming back with it in 2018. Like, I think that just shows so much more and is so much more representative of the 2010s that I got to go with Twin Fantasy. Evan, Connor, are you guys you guys in the same boat? I'm going I'm going twin fantasy for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Another sweep. Sorry, Adele. We do your album's pretty quintessential for the twenty tens, but Twin Fantasy. Yeah. Twin Fantasy is one of the albums of like ever. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Adele's <laughs> thinking right now, like, man, if only I was in Carsey Headrest. <laughs> <laughs> She'd have to switch bands. Yeah. Wait, Adele's not one person? No, no, she's in a band. Oh my god. Each um it's Adam, David, Ellen, Leroy and um Ellen too. So their names <laughs> together spell Adele. There's two Ellens? It's Adele, Jack and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um okay, so not saying the votes are going to be easy now, but we're going to go rapid fire until we get to the final two so i'm gonna say the albums and then i'll pick someone and we'll go down the line and we're gonna vote maybe say a a couple sentences if you have any strong feelings on it right off the bat first seed random access memories versus rtj2 by run the jewels the ninth seed uh we're gonna start with evan i'm still going with random access memories uh i think that album is like arguably like more important than rtj2 in the in the grand scheme of this bracket okay ryan i'm gonna go with rtj2 i i like both albums a lot uh but there's i just have such a i mean run the jewels was one of the albums that got me into hip hop so okay this is really tough for me um i love both of these albums presently i probably run i probably love run the jewels two more but I'm trying to think what would the decade change more dramatically if I plucked which one of these out. Um, and I think without a doubt that would be random access memories. Uh, not having a Daft Punk representation in this list, I think would be a mistake. So random access memories is my vote. Connor. I'm also going with Ram. I, I fully agree with you, Clayton. If there is no Daft Punk representation like higher up in this list, it's it it's criminal. 
they're yeah amazing and it's decided but lucas round us out twin twin fantasy (laughs) legally i have to put you down for one of these in bracket hq (laughs) oh shit (laughs) my bad i zoned out for a second um, <laughs> I thought that was Did just you forget we had already voted on Twin Fantasy. Yeah, we've been going for a hot second, man. Um, it's been <laughs> so long. It's been two think, hours. Yeah, I think random access memories mean so much more to me personally. You know, I'm yeah. I don't listen to it as much as I revisit Run the Jewels 2. But I think I still know what I'm going with. Well, I'll be the only one seeing Lord and Run the Jewels then. Oh, I do want to go, Ryan. Let's let's talk about that <laughs> offline. <laughs> See if we can find a time to go. Wait, are they are they doing it? Are they touring again or? Um, Run the Jewels and uh Rage Against the Machine. Oh fuck. Oh, okay. I would so right. go see that. Fucking me too. Oh, I would so go to that. <laughs> Okay, let's talk offline. We got we to gotta do that. <laughs> All right, let's run it. Next. <laughs> this is happening. LCD Sound System, 12th seed versus Blonde, Frank Ocean, 13th seed. 13th seed, starting with Ryan. I'm going to go with This is Happening. Uh, it's just too personal of an album to me. And uh, these are both very personal albums, but uh, This is Happening has, bas- has decided, has had a huge hand in both my music tastes and the music that I want to be creating. So I'm going to say this is happening. I loved listening to This Is Happening. I can't wait to revisit it. Uh, Blonde is a perfect album. I'm going with Blonde. Connor? I'm going with Blonde. Not difficult for me. Lucas? I'm going with Blonde. And Evan? I I would have also went with Blonde, but I, I still do enjoy This Is Happening quite a bit. It's Guys, it's kind of lonely over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ryan. <laughs> Oh, to Pimp a Butterfly, our first seed <laughs> versus This Old Dog uh, by Mac DeMarco. Uh, oh, to Pimp a Butterfly, this is the easiest one so far. <laughs> this, is, this is a slaughter. <laughs> Connor? To Pimp a Butterfly. Lucas? T-Pab. And Evan? I'm going with This Old Dog. Sticking to your guns, Ryan? Uh, T-Pab. Moves on. Twin Fantasy versus X Military. I'll start with Connor. I'm going with X Military. No doubt in my mind. <gasps> okay, Lucas. Lucas, are you picking between X Military or Twin Fantasy? Twin Fantasy. Okay. Where are you right now? <laughs> Space. All right, Clayton. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is really hard for me. I did love X Military, but I gotta go Twin Fantasy. And I'm a Twin Fantasy boy. Heaven. I'm also a Twin Fantasy boy. Hell yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. Twin geez. Fantasy wins again. <gasps> we gotta move quick, but these last two pairings are going to be hard. Okay. So, um, semifinals or is it quarterfinals? Which one's closer? Semifinals, right? No, yeah, it's semifinals because the next one will be the finals. Yep. Okay. So, semifinals, random access memories versus blonde. Um, I'll start with Lucas. 
Hold on, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, blonde. <laughs> this is tough. Okay. Uh, Evan? Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with random access memories. Ryan? I'm going to go with blonde. Connor? Well, I mean, it, it may not matter, but I'm going with random access memories. Oh, you're the tiebreaker. I don't like that I'm the tiebreaker. Um, see, a part of me really wants random access memories in the final, but I know for a fact I like blonde more. So that's where my head's at. Understandable. Uh, I'm not going to lie. If, if I go random access memories and then twin fantasy wins, which I think it might, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I'm going blonde. Now you're thinking strategically. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Now I'll get my vote out first for this next one since I was a tiebreaker last time. Uh, to Pimpo Butterfly. Twin Fantasy's great. Again, this isn't hard. This one's not hard for me. That's fair. Ryan. It's so difficult. Uh, I think that TPAB might be an objectively better work, but Twin Fantasy has had such a personal impact on me. That if I go against that, I would not be able to fall asleep tonight. So I'm going to go with Twin Fantasy. <laughs> wow. Okay, Evan. Twin Fantasy. 100% Twin Fantasy. Oh, man. Uh, Connor. <laughs> I'm definitely going with Tabimba Butterfly, man. I love that album. I'm there with you. Okay, Lucas, it is up to you. Twin Fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's go. It's a tough <laughs> choice, but. Breaks my heart, but if to Pimp a Butterfly had to lose to anything, Twin Fantasy is a reasonable one to lose to. God picks his toughest challenges for his toughest soldiers. <laughs> what does he do for his for his his goofiest clowns, Lucas? <laughs> God gives his goofiest battles to his silliest clowns. Okay, can I get a drum roll for our finals? Perfect. Okay. <laughs> we have our 13th seed off of my team. The 2016 album Blonde by Frank Ocean. And our second seed. Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest from 2018, the remake, off of Ryan's team. Twin Fantasy face-to-face. Similar themes. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, they're both furry albums. <laughs> they are both furry albums. It's crazy. You know, we're on Terry Talks, and look, us, look at us. The guests got beat out by the Terrys. They're dominating the finals. <laughs> You're goddamn right. It's poetic Hell almost. Yeah. You all were just visitors. <laughs> <laughs> to the spectacle. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ryan, are we both voting for our respective albums? I am. I am too. So it's going to come down to two-thirds of guests that really love twin fantasy but let's see well we'll start with we'll start with connor um where are you at blonde or frank or blonde or frank ocean wow we've been going for a long time 
blonde or twin fantasy? Um, man, I've I've shied away from picking twin fantasy now a few times, and I I like that do, it just doesn't feel right. But I'm gonna do it again. I'm picking blonde. I like that album more. You let's go. Let's go, Lucas. <laughs> You know what it is. It's Is it difficult for you though? Is it challenging? Nah. <laughs> same. Honestly same. Oh I'm like, nah, fucking twin fantasy. <laughs> oh my god. Like, by a mile. <laughs> oh my god. For real? Yeah. I love that album so much. Yeah, it's twin it's twin fantasy. Yeah. Wow. So the number one album according <laughs> to us. Five random people from the 2010s <laughs> is Twins Fantasy. I want to hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo that. <laughs> no, please keep that. Please keep no, that. no. Twins Fantasies. Okay. Do you know there's two of them? <laughs> is Will Toledo two people? There's normal Will Toledo and then furry Will Toledo. <laughs> the two genders are normal and furry. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to do the outro. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it is decided, according to us, the best album of the 2010s is Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. Probably could have guessed that if I really thought about it because I did know um, that at least two of the, I guess three of the five guests really love that album. But I'm happy with, I'm happy with how this shaked out. How do you guys think? Yeah, Twin Fantasy is great. It's like a six out of ten. I think it belongs at the top. <laughs> you know, you're you're lying out of your goddamn. <laughs> you like yeah, I love that album. It's really good. I almost hurt. I yeah, I'm not I'm not honestly, mad about it at all. If this shook if this shook out a different way, I was expecting the ending to be T Fab versus Twin Fantasy. Honestly, yeah. Should have been Plastic Beach, but you you guys have no respect for me, for my life, my backstory, my person, my ego. Isn't it past your bedtime? Hey, you can't even get at me right now. Lucas's door is locked. I will. I'm going to bust in there. Do it. (laughs) I will. will. Odds I bust in. Odds I bust in. Odds you bust in 15. (laughs) (laughs) Odds I bust. <laughs> Yo, Ryan, how'd you bust right now? Right. Can we, can we end the show? Can we end the show? Not until you We're bust. We're end the show. <laughs> We're ending the show. Um, thank you all so much for being on this, Evan. Why don't you tell uh, people where they can sexual. find your stuff? <laughs> God damn it! Okay, you can um. You can find me on Spotify. I have an EP out called Circle of Fifths, which is really cool. Um, Ryan and I do this thing called Violent Graffiti. It's a musical project. We have an album out on streaming platforms. Our handle is Violent Graffiti Band. Um, Just all one word, no caps. Um, Yeah. Also, yeah, they're going to talk about you have to hear this in Beach Tower. They'll drop it. But yeah. Uh, Violent Graffiti with Evan. Um... I do Evan Lucas and I do a show called you have to hear this uh, where we recommend albums and then review them. Uh, there might be an upcoming 
Terry Talks crossover that might involve a certain band with Adam, Jack, and Ryan. Uh, not me, different, diff- uh, not related. But yeah, you can. So you have to hear this. I'm the lead guitarist of a band called Beach Tower. Connor's the manager. Evan's the bassist uh, at Beach Tower Music. And then you can also find me at rterry11558 on Twitter and Instagram. Connor, uh, where can people find you? People can find me at the You Have to Hear This podcast. You can find me at the Terry Talks podcast. You can find me at Beach Tower. You can find me at Violent Graffiti. You can find me at Ills Music. You can find me everywhere. That's not me. Go follow those people and those projects. In the walls, right? In the walls. I'm always in the walls. And Lucas? Uh, You can check me out on the You Have to Hear This podcast. And you can also, um, it would mean a lot to me if you went and followed Connor's music project, Ills, uh, uh, at Ills Music on Instagram. It would mean a lot to Connor and, and also me. Because I feel happy for Connor. So, Aw. It's actually his music pro- 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 project. Pro- project. Oh. Okay. I had a stroke. <laughs> you can find me at my music project, like the legend of the penis. <laughs> that was going to be my quip. <laughs> God With <damn> that. <laughs> I'll drop all of their information in the description where you can find more of their stuff. Um, I highly recommend checking all of it out. These are three of the funniest, most talented guys I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, and having you guys on this podcast was so much fun. Um, a part of me is glad that the uh, previous recording got scrapped because I got to listen to like six or seven great new albums and then have another uh, really fun discussion and get two podcast episodes out of it. <laughs> yeah, this was honestly super, super fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we did this. Thanks for having me, you two, you two, you two goofballs. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. Do you mean it? I do. I do. I mean it always with you, but you do have to go to bed. I do have to go <laughs> to bed. You're right. You're going to start spanking me soon. I am. I was As do silly. I. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening again, and we will talk to you at a later date. You want to do the quip this time? Me? Yeah. You never do the quip. I never do the quip. I'm not funny on the spot. You can be. Well, Connor stole mine, so. <laughs> did I actually? Was that really what it was going to be? Yeah, you did. That was going to It was gonna be like the legend of my penis. It's literally the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oopsie doopsie. All I have to say is I'm weak. And what's wrong with that? <laughs> Hank, I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. <laughs>